for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 345 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert, and you can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are here live every Wednesday night on the Going For Two Live podcast network on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, uh, syndicated in all major podcast networks. If you are on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, help us out with the algorithm. I'm here with my co-host who uh, who missed last week. Uh, we had two guests fill in last week for him. We needed two guests to fill Ryan's shoes. Uh, Ryan, what's up, man? True. Probably should use three. Um, <laughs> now nah, they're glad to be back and back on that normal schedule again. Week off always feels weird. It does because you almost almost like having two weeks off because you're off you know the rest of that one week and then you're off you know that the show and then you have that weekend off. It feels like almost having two weeks off. So yeah, it is and I, kinda... and I, yeah, and I was off both my shows, so like it was like. Yeah, did football did football even happen? <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Also joining us tonight, uh, he came on during the summertime. I promised him we'd get him back on the show, and we definitely did. Uh, he is now the injury analyst for the Undroppables, and he hosts the DFS Uncensored show. Uh, Marcus, you can follow him uh, on Twitter at MD. Is it Gailey or Gailey? I forgot how to pronounce it. Gailey, you Gailey. got it. So yep. MD Gailey on Twitter. What's up, man? Hey, uh, thanks for having me back. You know, I was, uh, it was fun the first time. Glad we could make a reappearance, but, uh, it's going good over at the undroppables. Like you said, I'm working as the interim injury analyst, if you will. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a physical therapist by trade. So just here and there, I'm putting a few articles out about injuries, recovery time, things like that. And then, uh, my guy, Abe and I host the DFS uncensored where we basically just give our plays for the week for daily fantasy sports, uh, what players to avoid, what players we like for the certain prices. So it's going well. It's good, good to be back. Good stuff, man. Glad to have you back on the show. Yeah. All right, guys. Today's show, as always, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, check out their best ball leagues, two tournaments, private leagues, and pick'ems, which we'll do some tonight. Uh, use our promo code GF2. And if you're listening to us live, because this uh, promo ends today, uh, so if you're on live for a limited time, you can get a deposit match up to five hundred dollars. Uh, if you listen to it on audio the next day, unfortunately, it goes back to a hundred bucks. But if you're live right now, uh, pause the video, go sign up for Underdog, use promo code GF2, and get a, a deposit match up to five hundred bucks. Uh, we got a great show tonight, guys. We're gonna do some spade or fade, something we haven't done in a while. Uh, we'll give out some first quarter season awards. Uh, it's been four weeks into the season, about a quarter worth. I know it's not quite a quarter anymore because we have that extra game, but we're going to call it the first quarter anyway. Uh, listener questions, and of course, as always, kick it off with the nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. 
All right, so tonight we are drafting things you'd want to learn if you lived in the Matrix. And if you watch the movie, you know the part where he wakes up and he goes, I know Kung Fu. Uh, that's kind of what we're doing tonight. And when I made this list, I didn't realize that Marcus had never even seen the movies. So it was a little bit more difficult for him to figure this out. Uh, but with that, you get the one-on-one, Marcus. So go ahead and give us your first one here. Yeah, so that video you sent me helped a little bit. I, I did have to watch uh, that scene to kind of get it fresh in my head. Uh, with that being said, uh, with the number one pick, maybe it's a little recency bias because I played on Monday, but I would like to learn how to become a scratch golfer. Uh, I, really, I really like golf. Uh, I'm very competitive. I played a lot of sports growing up. And uh, so it just frustrates me that I'm not as good as everyone else that I, I see. So that'd probably be my first pick, honestly. I, I'm jealous of all those people that shoot Dude, hard. Yeah, that, that, I didn't have that on my list. That should be Eddie number one. And it doesn't have to be scratch. It's just to be consistent. Just better. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, right. just, just not, you know, hit the ball in the woods and have to drink to make myself tolerate the sport right. I, I golf sober recently and i just don't understand <laughs> so i actually did have that on my list and i thought for sure i would get it at my pick because i don't play a lick of golf but i would love to i just at the age 46 i just don't have time to find time to, to learn how to play golf from scratch so i would have loved to learn to play golf but unfortunately you took that one from me you know an easy way to be able to have time to golf how's that not have kids. <laughs> Not have kids. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm already past that point. Dude, yeah, I can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you got the 102. Uh, I don't know if this is this is cheating or not. I just want a working memory, one that I can remember anything other than sports. Like huh. the like ability it. to remember shit that's not football related and be really cool. That I actually is a really. Anything. Huh? That's a really good one because I I'm the same way. I have a terrible like, memory remember people's names i have customers who i've seen dozens of times and i don't remember their names i don't even remember their faces half the time <laughs> and they like never think about it I'm like who are you i i would love to be able to do that yeah freaking cool that is that's a really good one did i have that one on my list all right 103 so uh, golf is off the list i was hoping that would fall and no one would think about golf so i'm looking at a couple other options i have on here and something i've always wanted to do which is Probably illegal, but uh, I mean, it is illegal actually. But I can use Co-crack. these skills. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to be a computer hacker. I want to be able to just hack into any computer and just be able to do that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe I can get a job with Apple because they, they tend to, to hire hackers. If yeah. they hack their equipment, they hire them. So, yeah, I've always wanted to be that one of those guys where like can just crack into their computer and, and do some things. So, that would be what I'd want to learn at the 103 here. Dude, they got those freelance bounty ones. Who like Apple will put out a bounty and be like, if you can hack our our, our phones without a link, you get a million dollars. And tons of companies, yeah, there's oh people who God. just try to hack, and when they do it, they get paid. Wow, that's, a, that's there's a dude I follow on social media who does it. It's freaking crazy. Like that's all he does. Yeah, there would be a new show. We'd have the armchair hack hacking show. Hack club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, Marcus, back to you here at the 104. Um, so this one, something that I always thought was really cool would be to be fluent in multiple languages um so i'm greek orthodox i go to a greek church been going every sunday for as long as i can remember and there's still like prayers and things i hear in greek and i i can't recite it so greek would be cool and honestly just anything being able to travel and converse 
with people there, um, I think would be really cool. So I'm yeah. done with that one. That was definitely on my list as well. Languages, being able to understand, you know, go, you know, like you said, travel the world and, and talk to people in different languages would be pretty cool. I agree. Jamie wants to be a Jedi master. I don't know if that's something you can learn though, J- Jamie. <laughs> yeah. D- different, wrong, the, wrong universe. <laughs> all the day I watched Ahsoka, shout out yeah. Jedi masters. All right, Ryan, you got the 105. Dude, I wish I knew how to fly like airplanes and helicopters and could just take something like that, like a fighter jet out. That'd be dope. That would be pretty cool. I thought about that one too, doing a helicopter or a plane, but then I'm like, in my real life, how often would I actually have a chance to do Dude. that? But I guess if I had the chance, like if I had that ability to, to fly it, I would find a way to go fly it. Or you'd have a cooler job. Yeah, or I'd have a cooler job, 100%. Good point. All right, uh, I'm up at the 106, and um, I'm going to go with something practical. So uh, if you all don't know, I work for, a, a, I work for Lowe's, uh, you know, home, home improvement, but I, I am not handy at all. Uh, even though I, I managed one of those stores. <laughs> don't ask him for advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't ask me for I, I can tell you where to find the stuff to do the projects, but don't ask me how to do it. But I would love to be able to do that, to, to like do you know carpentry or just to be handy around the house, being able to do, you know, lay floor or things like that to be able to improve my house. So that I think what would be my my one oh my one oh six here would be just carpentry and just being able to do that kind of stuff. I wanna be able to lay grout. <laughs> And all that stuff, all of it, because yeah, I could probably save us a lot of money too. But I, you know, right now I'm paying people to do stuff for me, and I can just do it myself. All right, uh, let's see where are we back. We're back to uh, we're back to you, Marcus. Right, one hundred seven. Yep. Uh, so kind of different route than you. Not something that's super practical, but again, I'm just jealous of people that I can see do this stuff. So I wrote like being an acrobat so just like being able to do like backflips and cartwheels and stuff like <laughs> I like, I, like when tyree kill scores a touchdown he just stands in the end zone and does like a standing backflip yeah, like full that's sick yeah. i want to be able to do that there's no reason to but i feel like it's a good party trick yes yeah, so. yeah there is when you're become a scratch golfer and you get an eagle you do a backflip back on the field yeah. and make all your friends jealous you'd be yeah. a tick, tiktok <laughs> sensation right there you're like a golfer yeah, right. those backflips i love it all right ryan 108 Dude, I wish I was like one of those math nerds who knew algorithms and how to do like Microsoft spreadsheets so I could find ways to game the system, actually win money in DFS and gambling. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Instead of actually having just a lot of gut. Yeah, that yeah. was on my list as well. That was that's a good. Like I'm talking like one of them super. Yeah, like one of those. Like you just look at a problem and just know the answer to it, and not even really know. Yeah, like about it. I'm walking through a college and I see an algorithm on a wall and I just solve it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a protege or whatever they call it. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, 109. Let me finish it off with uh, another fairly practical one. That's something I always wanted to learn how to do, but I didn't have the time or patience to do it. And that's just play the guitar. I would love to just be able to just pull the guitar out, you know, on a, you know, camping or whatever, and just start playing the guitar. I think it'd be pretty cool. So, uh, something that I've always wanted to do and just never had the time to do it. Um, and to Jamie's thing about being a quarterback, one, I'm five foot six and he didn't say I can grow on this and two, I don't want to run for my life behind the Carolina Panthers line. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm going to pick a sport that I want to play really good to be a professional, it's going to be basketball or baseball. Not going to be football. Yeah. It's not going to be football. Money's not there. But I'd rather make $250 to try to hit a fastball. Yeah. Let me go be a pitcher and just work every four days and make millions. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, be oh, we could be trip. It could be the best kicker ever, and wake up as a kicker. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would. <laughs> yeah, to go. That, out. that would be the position I'd want to be. Wake up and be great at. Yeah, you know. 
Maybe even a punter. That sounds even better. A B to B. There you go. Oh, dude, just wake up and be the best punter in the world. That would be yeah. the best job. Coffin corner all day. All every day. Time. Yeah, you'd be invaluable. That's for sure. All right, let's get to some football stuff. News and notes from around the league. All right, not a ton to talk about this week, so we'll just kind of touch on a few of these topics. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Mike Evans. Uh, I haven't heard officially if he's going to be ruled out or not. He did miss part of the game last week. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to go to you first here. So if Mike Evans is out, what are you doing with the other receivers here? Anybody you interested in and these other guys? I think that, I can't think of the guy's name that took over for Mike Evans. They actually had a pretty decent game, but it wasn't the guy that we all thought it would be. No, um, I mean... It's going to be Godwin I'm interested in and just kind of play and kind of hoping to have something else elsewhere. I know Carolina's playing out of this world, but there's a difference between Mike Evans and the next guy up. Yeah, it's uh, no matter how we want to say Devin Tompkins is the guy's name. I had to go look it up real Mm -hmm. quick. And and plus, we're almost two weeks away. They have a bye this week. There's a good chance he could be back by that. Good point. Like I'm not going out of the way to sign somebody on a team that has a buy right now who's probably not good and might not last for very long. That's a good point. Mike Evans has been fairly durable, and he has these uh, injuries pop up every now and then, but he seems to always come back one or two games. Mike Evans just has to be big to be good in football. Like (laughs) he's not like super fast. He just knows how to use his body. Yep, and he's great at it. Even if he's hurt, he's pretty damn good still. You agree there, Marcus? Any any uh, interest in any of those other receivers there? Probably not. If it's a low-grade hamstring, which I did a little reading, it looks like it is, you're only looking at maybe one to two weeks anyways. And with them being on a bye, he's probably not going to miss any time. Um, if he were to like re-injure it or be out again, I agree with Ryan. It's probably just Godwin because between Trey Palmer or Devin Tompkins, I don't know that you're going to find either to be super reliable. Yeah, might be one, one, one week. Um, and then another a different week. So, and then that's the most frustrating thing from a fantasy standpoint because you need consistency. So I've got yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather go somewhere else. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would think you got somebody on your bench that's probably a better fill-in if if Mike Evans uh, Mike Evans has missed the, the the week six game. All right, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Marcus, we'll go to you first here. What's Taylor says he still doesn't want to play for the Colts. Uh, apparently, he will practice this week. What what are you doing with Jonathan Taylor if you have him? Uh, so I do have him in one league and I was just hoping he was going to come back at one point. And the thing that doesn't make sense to me is he wants a bigger contract. He wants more money, but if he sits out the whole season, how much money is he forfeiting? Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, we saw with Le'Veon Bell, he sat out a full year, ended up losing money and then came back and was terrible and was out of the league in two years. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like he has to play at some point, you know, like he's wasting a valuable year for a position that has a short shelf life to begin with. Um, so I think just passing up on those games checks are, is too much. I think he'll probably play at some point, whether it's for the Colts or not. I don't know. Cause you hear all those reports about him not wanting to play for Ursay or for the Colts, but money talks, man. Yeah. You never know. And I think if he sits out the entire year, he actually doesn't accrue a season and he actually can still be a Colt next year. Yeah, the contract contract. rolls over. Yep, so that would be a bad thing for him if he sits out the entire year for sure. So I think he definitely plays at some point for somebody. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts here? Um, If he's practicing and I get word that he, if they say they expect him to play, I mean, you got to start him. You got to play him. Mm -hmm. There's, like, if they're saying he's playing, you have to start that man. 
even if it's a limited snack health, get healthy. Running back is just a disaster right now. And I'd rather take that chance in a backfield with Anthony Richardson, who just makes life of running back easier. So I'm hoping and praying he's back. And I'm hoping and praying they trade him. But if he starts and plays for them, man, he's going to be huge. He's going to be. He'll finish with missing these first four weeks. He'll finish as top 10 running back, probably. Yeah. What, what about Zach Moss? I mean, you've probably been using Zach Moss in those leagues you've got Jonathan Taylor, Marcus. What are your thoughts on Zach Moss? If, if JT comes back, Zach Moss is fully healthy, are you comfortable still putting Zach Moss in there, or are you just avoiding the situation altogether? I'm probably not playing. I mean, he, he's been productive to this point. He's actually looked pretty good. I can't imagine that if Taylor comes back, he's going to get all of the touches. I feel like they'll still probably rotate Moss in, seeing how 90% of NFL teams are using a committee this year. But I would probably look elsewhere, but in a pinch, like if you got a lot of people on buys, I feel like you could still throw him in and you might get lucky. He might score a touchdown or have a couple big plays just to save you a few points there. But um, if Taylor comes back, you know, I don't think he's a start every week player like he is right now. Agreed. Agreed. And I don't think he's different enough from Taylor to, to really um, to be that compliment guy, I don't right. believe. He's a flex too in a pinch. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's move over to the receiver position, Ryan. And a guy that I know me and you both loved uh, has not really had a chance because of a suspension and because of an injury. Uh, but Jamison Williams has been officially reinstated. His, his suspension was shortened. Um, probably not starting him this week, right? But are you are you excited about his yeah. prospects for the rest of the season? I'm so excited for him to come back and actually play and be healthy. Uh, I'm definitely going to start him this week, and I hope I regret it. But I'm I love Jameson Williams. I like the skill set. I like that. That explosiveness for Detroit is going to be a ton of fun. Ah, man. I, I hope he comes back Southie. Yeah. I, 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 I'm very excited. He was one of my top prospects, and nothing's really changed. He yeah. just hasn't been healthy. Yeah, exactly. Marcus, what are your thoughts on Williams? Do you like Williams as a player, and do you think he can be uh, useful at some point this season? Yeah, I definitely do. I know we didn't see much last year, obviously coming off the ACL, uh, his final year at Alabama. Um, missed what? Well, yeah, the first three games because of the gambling suspension. I don't know how much run he's going to get this week. You would think he's up to speed because he had a full training camp, but I don't know how many new wrinkles they've added since then. Um, but I think he could be a fun player in what's surprisingly a pretty dynamic offense for the Lions. Never thought I'd be saying that, but it is. I mean, Jared Goff looks good. They got a good running game. Amon Ra and Laporta have been carrying the load. So he'll be an interesting piece there. Um, I'm excited to see how it plays out because, like Ryan says, I think he's a good player. He has a good skill set, which I think translates to the NFL. So I'm excited for it. Um, I want to see what he's got for yeah. sure. My, my only hope is that they don't just pigeonhole him as a deep threat. I know he is right. a deep threat, but he has more to offer than just that. But if they pigeonhole him as a deep threat with Jared Goff at the quarterback, I don't know how much they're actually going to be able to use him because he's not Jared Goff's not a deep ball thrower typically. Um, he's more of a you know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, you know, Hawkinson. I hope that they find a way to get Williamson in space and you know to to get some some opportunities for him to use those those legs of his to to you know make some plays happen. So uh, I guess we'll see because I, I I drafted him in a couple of my dynasty leagues. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this, to see him. So hopefully he pans out. All right, let's hit one more note here, and we'll combine these two together since these two players are linked. Uh, Chuba Hubbard last week, you know, led that uh, offense in touches. Miles Sanders has continued to struggle through the first four weeks. 
Ryan, I'll go to you on this one here. Are you, if you have both guys, are you starting? First of all, are you starting either one of them? And if you had to pick one to start, which one are you starting? Not if I, um, not if by choice. I mean, if I have any other option, I'd do it. But uh, it's not pretty the running back landscape. The fact that they had pretty equal carries and production was that different, I might lean too, but just because he's younger. And I don't know if Miles Sanders is getting washed, he's getting less healthy or not, but I wasn't. I'd lean. No, I wouldn't. I'd probably go Sanders. I'm sorry. It's one of those things I don't know. You talk yourself into both ways, exactly. Sanders in the passing game is the reason it's different for me. I think he's a little better pass catcher. But running the ball, nothing. I don't want either. That line's bad. That team's bad. You don't want to start off running backs on a team that Yeah. There's just nothing to like about it. I'm not, I can't make the decision because I think I have one share total of Chuba Halbert and zero Miles Sanders across 15 leagues. And I have no regrets about that, other than I have one share of Chuba Halbert, not less. Yes. I, I, have, a, I have more Miles Sanders than I care to admit because I thought he'd get all the volume in that offense, which he was through the first three weeks. Unfortunately, it didn't really pan out to much of anything. And this past week, Chuba kind of takes over a little bit and gets some more touches. What are your thoughts, Marcus, on these two guys? Yeah, I haven't watched a ton of Panthers games this year, but if I had to guess, and I might be way off, but teams are probably defending them similar to how they're defending the Steelers in that the passing game's really struggling and the line's been bad. So I'm probably guessing they're loading up the box, which is making running the ball uh, a world of difficulty. I don't know how much you can read into last week's box score because, like, I mean, there's times where it might be third and 20 and they run a draw and Chuba gets 12 yards and like that looks good on paper. Yeah. But when it translates, it doesn't really matter to the actual game. I'm trying to, I don't have either of these players in any of my leagues. I would avoid them if I could, but I mean, I don't really know. Like if they're getting equal touches, I, I don't think one is really that much better than the other. You could probably roll the dice on either and yeah. it's probably a similar outcome. I think the safe thing is just to avoid everything on the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's true. Like, Even legitimately, I say it, it sounds like I'm joking, and, but I'm not. Like, avoid everything on that team. They're just bad at football. Adam Thielen's been actually pretty good. I think he's wide receiver nine uh, yeah. currently. Yeah, right. he's, he's getting peppered. He's in construction yeah. garbage time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Avoid everybody with Thielen. That's good. Yeah. There you go. I'm starting him in the league, and I don't really want to. But you know what? I'm doing it. And I'm he's he's okay been now. a he's been a DFS god because he's been so cheap. We've been using it the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I used him the one week where he had like 30 against yeah. uh, on the Monday night game. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to some spade or fade. Spade or fade. All right, spade or fade. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically sit starts. We're gonna a couple guys. We're gonna sit. A couple guys. We're gonna start. Your spades are your starts. Your fades are your sits. Uh, we'll start with you, Marcus. Here, give me one of your spades first. Uh, one of my spades is my guy Scary Terry versus the Bears. I think they have three starting defensive backs out on an already pretty bad defense. Um, I think prime time Terry. This could be the time where you could see maybe eight catches for over a hundred yards in a score. Um, that Bears team is rough, man. Yeah, and uh, Terry's a good player, so uh, I'm definitely starting him i think he's a really good play this week on thursday night football yeah i'll, I'll piggyback on that because I, I live here in the washington dc area as i mentioned before in the show when uh, uh terry mclaurin finally got involved in the game plan last week they finally figured out ways to get him the ball and i think that 
he's definitely a good play. And I also like the guy on the other side too, Jahan Dotson. Uh, I think Dotson gets gets off this game as well. Um, I'm gonna give a little uh, spoiler alert, but he's probably gonna be in my uh, my underdog uh, uh, parlay tonight as well, Mr. Dotson. I've loved Dotson since the beginning of the season. Hasn't really panned out yet, but Chicago's a good way to get healthy as far as uh, your your fantasy score. So um, I like Jahan Dotson. I also like Terry as well. I think that whole entire passing game is gonna be really good this this Thursday. So um, good call, Ryan. What you got for one of your spades? Uh, I am going with James Conner against the Bengals. The Bengals are just allergic to tackling, <laughs> and especially biz- big physical backs are just running through them. I know Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry and pushed them around like they were little children, but so did Tajay Spears. They gave up a ton of rushing yards the week before. They're just getting gashed week after week, and James Conner is enough part of that offense and still has enough talent where he should shred that, man. Yeah. He's an RB2 or better this week. Yeah, he looked really good. He looked good against the 49ers, and they got a really good run defense. So that's a Yeah, and the Bengals are just terrible, man. Yep. All right, let's do, some, uh, let's do a fade, Marcus. What you got for one of your fades? Uh, one of my fades is actually a running back who gets a good amount of volume, and that's Ramondre Stevenson against the Saints. Uh, New England's offense has been really riding the struggle bus, and New Orleans has a pretty good defense. They've been strapping a few teams up. That Packers game, they were absolutely shutting them down pretty much for three and a half quarters, and then the wheels kind of fell off at the end. But uh, Mac Jones has been really bad. That Dallas game was horrible. Granted, they have a really good defense. The Saints have a good defense, not quite as good as Dallas's. But um, you know, I, I just I don't know if the rushing yards are going to be there. And if he doesn't find his way in the end zone, I could think he could probably be be out for a rather dud like performance for what he's used to. Yeah, that's that definitely pains me too because I I liked him a lot coming into the season. Mm-hmm. So good call, Ryan. What you got for a fade? Um, I'm going with. Anything involving the Broncos offense this week against the Jets. The Jets defense yep. is playing. I mean, the Broncos no offense isn't great anyways, but there's still some flashes and something has its upside. But the Jets, the Jets defense is playing fantastic. They're keeping that team in games and protecting the ball, especially if they're going to bring actually run the ball with East Hall. They're going to be miserable for opponents offenses so i'm gonna go that i'm fading that whole team this week yeah that's a good call i like that uh so one of my fades i'm gonna fade the entire vikings running back core that includes alexander madison and cam Akers. uh first of all the kansas City defense against the bruns been actually pretty good this this year uh and the fact that i don't know how it's going to shake out i know madison's coming off two pretty good games but uh acres is slowly starting to get more and more touches actually looked more efficient last week than madison even though madison had the bigger game I don't know how it's going to shake out. And against this defense, I don't know if I want to play these two guys, if I can avoid it. And obviously, if you, these are the only guys you have, you got to play them. But if I got better options, uh, I'm looking elsewhere. And I think also that it, it could become a situation where it's a, it's a shootout and the running game goes sort of sort of to the wayside, where it's just these two teams back and forth passing against each other and the running game gets forgotten about. So I'm avoiding Cam Akers and Madison in, in all of my leagues if I can. Uh, let's do it a, another spade, Ryan. What you got for one more of your spades? Um, I'm going for that bounce back from Aaron Jones. I don't think he was fully healthy last week. He wasn't really used as part of the offense, being he was coming on a short week of practice. And a really good way to jumpstart a player's confidence and get them back on it is playing that Raiders team. Yeah, 
I think we see a nice, uh, nice prime time bounce back for him there. I like it. What about you, uh, Marcus? You got another spade? I do. And uh, it's kind of weird because I'm picking a running back in an offense that's been really bad. But I actually like Joe Mixon against the Cardinals. Mixon's actually probably been their best offensive player to this point. Um, the Cardinals did just get ripped on the ground, granted by probably the best offense in the league. But uh, I think with Joe Burrow's health right now, he's really struggling. He can't move too well. I think they should probably lean on the ground a little bit more, and I could see Mixon having a pretty good game. They do only have three offensive touchdowns in four games. He's one of them. But he's looked good up to this point, and I could see him actually having a decent performance against the Cardinals this week. Yeah, I like that call. It's Mixon's been a popular DFS play, too, because his price is going down and down and down. Even though he's getting the usage, he hasn't put through the, the stats yet, but I think this could be the week he breaks out. I like it. Uh, my last spade here, I'm going to go with a guy that hasn't really broken out yet this season, coming off a major injury. He's played the last two weeks and looked okay. Uh, and that's Wandell Robinson. He gets to play against the Miami Dolphins. He's getting targets. I think he played 60% of the snaps last week. Uh, we know where he plays. He plays in the slot, and Daniel Jones has no time whatsoever to throw the ball, so it's going to be a lot of check downs to Wandell Robinson, who I think has the ability to sort of break some some big ones there. So uh, with his increased usage going up and with the fact that they're playing against Miami, I think that uh, Wandell Robinson has got a good chance to break out this week. So he's somebody I'm, I'm trying to get into my lineups. Let's do one more fade, and we'll go to you first, Marcus. Give me one more of your fades. Uh, well, one of my fades, Ryan already touched on. I had Cortland Sutton versus the Jets. I just think it's going to be tough sledding for them. So I'll, I'll pivot. And Ryan's not going to like this, but uh, I actually have Lamar this week. Uh, historically, does not do well against the Steelers. In those three games. <laughs> you're, hey, such hey, a, oh, you're such a yinzer. I, I am. I am. But, uh, hey, what do they say? One is... One is luck, two's a pattern, three's a trend or something yep. like that. There you go. I've seen enough of him versus the Steelers where he does not look his best, and he's one of the better quarterbacks in the whole league. And, uh, I mean, if he struggles throwing the ball, if they bottom up a little bit rushing, which they usually can contain him better than, I mean, most teams. Um, I mean, if it's a two QB league, you're obviously playing him. But if it's one and you have a decent backup that you could think maybe could touch 20, it might be worth the play. Yeah, to be fair, the only... I have, a, I have a legit theory on why the Steelers have been able to bottle up, why I don't think it's going to follow from this year. It's Steelers are always very good in the middle of the field, pretty terrible on the outside corner. Yeah. Baltimore, mm-hmm. on offense, the past, I don't know, Lamar's career, very good in the middle, <laughs> terrible on horrible the outside. On the, outside. the wide receivers last year. Nelson Aguilar would be our number one. Devin Duvernay was a one at one point last year. Right. And he's the five this year. That's a, that's a big reason. I think that's a big reason why is the wide receiver difference this year. I think helps that not be a trend. And that's a real non like biased hand. No, I, I agree. Mine is probably a little biased, but I mean, the times I've seen him, it could very well be because of that wide receiver room. Um, Zay Flowers is ridiculous. He's a great player. He's awesome. So, and the Steelers secondary has been uh, pretty bad this year. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, the NFL is pretty random, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and outside of Stroud, I mean, the Steelers have put most quarterbacks. Sort of uh, all of them have struggled against the the Steelers up until this past weekend. If both tackles are out, I'm going to be a little nervous. But yeah, what you got for another fade, Ryan? Now I'm just getting spiteful, and I'm fading this guy for the entire season and forever. <laughs> and it's Najee Harris. <laughs> and it pains me because I was a big Najee supporter 
all off season, but dude, he looks kind of washed and not explosive. That offensive line's bad. And by the time that offensive line's fixed, he's probably gonna be long gone, dude. I'm out. Like I'm trying to get rid of him anywhere I can now. Yeah, it's not look good, that's for sure. I was. A big so it's not player. just a this week thing. It's a which is a terrible week for him because Baltimore yeah. in the middle. But mm-hmm. like it's it's forever. It's forever more. Yep. Yeah, he's on my list as well as one of the guys that I missed on this this off season. And my last fade is uh, so you you both went uh, sort of opposite homerism, and I, I'm going to take a guy that plays for my team, and I'm going to be fading Brock Purdy. I know he's been a popular sort of waiver wire ad. He's been looking good, and I think he'll be, you know, a good NFL quarterback against Dallas on Sunday night. I don't think he'll be a good fantasy quarterback on Sunday night. I think he'll be efficient. Uh, they'll keep things very simple for him because that defense is just that good. Uh, we can't afford to turn the ball over and have them have big plays. So I think they're going to have a very conservative game plan, run the ball a ton. Uh, maybe he gets some cheap touchdowns on some screen plays, but he's not putting up big yardage numbers. So I will be fading Brock Purdy if you have him in your lineups this week. All right, let's do some some pickums. Prop bet of the week. All right, let me pull up the screen here. And uh, Ryan, let me kick it off with you here. You got your uh, you got your prop bet for the week. I am. I am going with James Cook over 53 and a half. I think we're going to see a game that's going to be high octane, lots of throwing, and it's going to open it up for him to rip off some big plays. Uh, he's been averaging over that. He's been off to a very hot start and looking good. I think he continues the trend, man. Yeah. He's looked really good. And he's been getting all the work, which is something that they haven't done in the past where they've given one running back all the work. He's getting all the work. So I like that. Good call. Marcus, what you got? Um, I got a couple here, but one I like a little more than the other. I got Hollywood Brown over 47 and a half yards against the Bengals. I love um, that. Yeah, Hollywood's a target machine. He's been racking up seven, eight, ten targets a game. Bengals, as I mentioned earlier, have really been struggling to move the ball. I think they lead the NFL in three and outs, or they're top two. I think I saw that stat this past week. Um, you know, that obviously will lead to more offensive opportunities for the Cardinals. 47 and a half seems a little low for their. Um, I have a receiver one in that offense. I have him as an updated number as 52 and a half. Do you still like it as much? Oh, okay. I do. Yeah. I think he, I think 60 is very well within the realm of possibility. He had what not seven for 96 last week against Arizona or against uh, San Francisco. So I like that number. Yep. Agreed. I'm with you hundred percent on that one. And I alluded to it earlier, but I will be taking Dotson in a very unique situation with Dotson. If you look at his line, so higher or lower 42 and a half receiving yards. But then he's also have a higher and lower rushing and receiving yards of the same amount, 42 and a half. So obviously, uh, I see no reason to pick the receiving yard one. So I'm going to go with the, the higher, higher than a 42 and a half rushing and receiving. Uh, pretty easy pick there. I don't know why they did that that way, but I will take the, the error and put it into my lineup. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to try to put the money on here. Last time I wouldn't let me do it because my location services weren't working. But let me see if I can get it to work. Let's see if it takes it tonight. Uh, all right, good. Took it this time. All right, so that is locked in. Again, let me recap it. We've got uh, James Cook. Oh, I just lost it. Uh, James Cook going over, what was the number, Ryan? 53 and a half. 53 and a half. We have Jahan Dotson over 42 and a half. And we have Hollywood Brown over, was it 52 and a half? 52 and a half. 52 yep. and a half. All right. Again, guys, that's underdog.com. You saw how easy it was to build a quick uh, parlay lineup. Um, it's really easy to join up. Just go to uh, underdog.com 
or the, download the app for Underdog and use promo code GF2. And for about two more hours, you can get up to 500 bucks uh, full deposit match. Uh, after midnight, you can get it up to $100. So go join. Uh, really easy to play, a lot of fun. So it makes the, the games fun to watch on Sundays. All right, we're going to do some first quarter awards. Uh, so we're four games into the season, which used to be a, a full first quarter, but now we got 17 games. So it's not quite the first quarter, but we're just going to take it that way. Uh, and we'll kick it off here. We just kind of go around Robin. And if we have the same guys, we have the same guys. It's not going to matter. Uh, but we'll go to the first one here, Ryan. Give me your best value uh, based on ADP, based so on I, I refuse to say Puka Nakua because <laughs> I think he's cheating. And I don't think he, was, uh, <laughs> he wasn't drafted in a lot of regular uh, yeah, right. redraft leagues. Uh, I'm going with Sam Laporta. He was going as tight end 18. We're talking 162 overall in PPR. Yeah. And he's a top five tight end now in a position it's hard to get. He's doing it off of volume and not fluky touchdowns. He's going to be a top five tight end this yep. year. And he was free. Yeah, absolutely. And if you got him in Dynasty 2, you are super happy because you probably got him You're in the second, late second, you, early third, third round. Yeah. You, got a su- you got a superstar there. Yep, absolutely. Good one. All right, what you got for your uh, your best value here, Marcus? Uh, my best value is a wide receiver for the Texans, Nico Collins. Great call. He was going really late in redraft. I don't know. Maybe even undrafted round. in some. Yeah, he might be yeah, undrafted. He was going late, and I think he's wide receiver six or seven right now in PPR leagues. Like, that's a ridiculous jump from where he was being taken. So I think he was the first person that came to mind for me. I like it. So I went with a guy that, if you watch the DFS show, I call him copy-paste because we do our show sheet where we put all of our plays in there, and I literally just copy-paste this guy's name pretty much every week into my lineups because he's that consistent. He's currently the receiver one in the NFL, and that's Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, drafted as wide receiver 19, 41st overall. He is currently in PPR leagues, the number one receiver on the board. Uh, and it's, you know, it's consistency, too. I mean, he's done it every single week that he's had it, you know, had the opportunity all weeks. You know, there's some of the guys that are up there because they had one big giant game. Uh, he's he's had his big giant game, but he's also been consistent on the weeks that he didn't have a giant game. He still gave you, tw- you know, 12, 14, 16 points. So uh, I love me some Keenan Allen here as the best value. Um, Nico Collins, wide receiver, 60, 168, 168 overall. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, that's that's a, that's a good call right there. All right, let's flip the script here and go biggest bust, Ryan. What you got? I'm. I hate I, I hate that I said Najee Harris earlier because, dude, the way we felt about him at running back 26, and he's almost unusable now. Yeah. It has to be him for me. And I'm yeah. not just Palomonic as the Steelers. Like, dude. Yeah, he's he's killing a lot of my team, that's for sure, because I was in on he's, him. Yeah. I was selling and the I felt like at his price, like, oh, 300, 400 touches, easy. Easy. That offensive line's improved. It hasn't. The offense has improved. It's gotten worse somehow. Yep, and I was hoping like, Pickett would take a step forward, too, and Pickett hasn't looked good either. He's regressed. Yep. So I will say, obviously, I'm a little bit bias but actually it's not even biased because i sent jeff actually some of the numbers so up to this point from his first two years all of his rushing metrics are actually better i think it's just snowballed by the fact that that offense literally can't score to save their lives they can't move the ball they can't pass so people are having eight in the box rolling a safety down but when he's actually been blocked well he's ran pretty good but i mean that doesn't translate to fantasy like he's playing okay 
But in terms of fantasy perspective where he's taken, like he was one of the people on my list too. Yeah. Like a third round guy who's having trouble cracking double digits. It's, yeah. I mean, and I think a big, rough. a big thing too is, is I, you know, I don't know what his numbers were last week, but we talked about him on the show last week. And at that point he had six targets, you know what I mean? Like it threw, yeah, threw they don't three throw weeks. to him either. Yeah. yeah. They used to pass the ball to him. They don't even, and that's a big, a big hit and, to his value as well. And when you're pressured as a quarterback, dump off of the running back. It's, it's simple. It's simple. Yep. And they're not. Um, they're, they just don't, which yep. is frustrating as a fan because they can't move the ball. Yep. So, who do you got for your biggest bust here, Marcus? Um, so this sounds kind of stupid because he's a really good player, but for where he is right now through week four and where he was taken, I have Jamar Chase, who's being taken as wide receiver two, and I think he's wide receiver 21 right now. Yep. I mean, you have to be a little bit disappointed if you're taking someone in the top three picks, pretty much consensus in all redrafts, and he's outside of the top 20 through four weeks. I, granted, I think he'll finish in the top 10, but since this is just the quarterly awards, I have him there for right now. Yep, and I will uh, double down on that and go with the other guy on the other side, and that's T. Higgins. Uh, drafted also in the top 12. He was receiver 11 in most of the places I looked at, uh, 23 overall, so second-round pick. Uh, currently receiver 50, and it was because of one big game that he's even that high. If it wasn't for that one yeah. game, he wouldn't even be that high. He's been he's been pretty bad. I think that whole offense has been bad. Obviously, Burrow can be on this list as well if we're talking Superflex League because he's killed a lot of people as well. But yeah, that whole offense has just been not good. So I got T. Higgins as my biggest bust. Let's do biggest surprise. And this one you can go either way, either good or bad. But these are your personal, uh, your feelings personally, Ryan, of guys that you liked coming in that surprised you that aren't doing well or doing well. I don't want to say it because I, but Kyron Williams. I don't like Kyron Williams. I still am doubling down saying I don't think he's good. But he's super inefficient, <laughs> but he's getting red zone looks and he's getting involved in the passing game with a coach who just knows how to use players yeah. like that. Three point to carry sucks, but you know what? It's getting fantasy points. So who cares? I'm shocked. I was a huge hater. I still am. And I'm going to double down on it, but I'm shocked by it. I'm surprised. Yeah. That's boozled even hundred percent. Cause actually he was on. So I, in my, in my main home league in dynasty, we had to make cuts. We had to cut three players before season starts. And he was on my cut list. Luckily, I ended up keeping him. But he was one of those guys that was kind of like, do I want to keep him? He doesn't really, you know, Cam Makers is there, yada, yada, yada. I'm so glad I kept him because, yeah, he's, he's been panning out pretty well for me. What about you, Marcus? Who's your biggest surprise? I mean, this is a boring answer, but Puka Nakua. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree with Ryan. I think he's cheating. I, he, I, I don't answer. know. I don't you know. Five of these awards. Yeah, it's. It's something I've never seen. Uh, I don't. He broke what kind of what record did he break? Most receptions through the first three, three games, games as yep. a rookie yeah. or something. It, his volume is insane. Now that will be interesting with Cup. I mean, he, he's still going to get his share, but it can't be to this level, right? Yeah, I would like, hope no not. way. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's a boring answer because it's so obvious. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried to avoid using him as well. I have him, you know, he could have been literally a couple of places on this list. And, and I, I try to find other guys. And the guy that I had, and we mentioned him a little bit earlier, is Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I loved, loved, loved him. I had him at RB5 uh, in my preseason rankings. Took him in the Scott Fishbowl, I think, in the second round. Like, this guy was, I thought, was going to be a monster. Going to have all the volume because there's literally no one behind him. 
And it's so far he's a RB twenty three. I don't think he's even that good. I think he's just gotten sort of uh, some junk usage. But yeah, Stevenson's been a big surprise for me. I thought he'd be so much better than he was, and and I definitely he's missed so, on that one. So disappointing. Very very disappointing. I think it's come down to we believe in Bill Belichick running a good offense, no matter what the system is, and and it's not working out. <laughs> it's not working out. Nope. Agreed. All right, now we're gonna flip it up here and go, uh, guys that are currently doing well that we think are going to fall off in the second half. And we'll flip the way we go this time. Let's go to Marcus first. So I have a player who's actually really good and will probably finish pretty high. I just don't think the touchdown rate is sustainable. And that's Kenneth Walker. I think he has five touchdowns or six touchdowns through four games. Um, he's really good. He's still he, has gonna, he is. I think he's five. five. I'm sorry. He's five. Yeah, he is five. So, Scoring over one touchdown a week, I just don't think is sustainable, obviously. So I think he will drop off a little bit because, I mean, I think he had three touchdowns in one game. He had a 30-burger, and then yeah, uh, he scored once, almost twice last week, too. He's very good. He'll very well probably finish in the top 12, top 15. But I just don't think his point production will stay at what it is right now just because of that touchdown number yeah that's a good call and you're right i mean he's been he's been really good and with you know some of the running backs that we expected to be good that aren't good uh i think he'll easily finish top 12 with this even with the the touchdown mm-hmm. rate falling off but yeah i agree his, his touchdown rate is kind of unsustainable ryan what you got for your fall off guy um i think it's a very Raheem Oster. um he was one of my options as well his he doesn't have a ton of carries. He's RB2 right now. And he's in the perfect offense. Yeah. He's two and eight chain is four. And you're All based on to... one game, but pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. A chain is 302 games, essentially. Yeah. And like, but you see a shift in their rush attempts where it was heavy on the most start. It's kind of sliding towards A chain. You know, it's still not a lot. I just don't see consistency with it. Him and RB too. I think he'll still be playable like the flex, but I'm not chopping him out there with confidence. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I had Mostert on my list as well, and not only that, but his injury history as well. That could they use him too much, he can come back to bite him. Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back eventually, and he's always been, you know, when he was a Niner back when they still had, you know, Mike Daniels as their offensive coordinator. He was their, he was a touchdown guy. He was the guy that came in and vultured the touchdown, so he can end up being that guy still for the Dolphins. So yeah, I'm with you on Mostert. And, and we're talking insane touchdown, right? Mostert has seven right now. Yeah, that's insane. Because he had four in one game. That definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, so my fall-off guy, we mentioned him earlier as being a top 12 receiver and being surprising just because he's being peppered with targets. And he could continue to be, be peppered with targets. I just don't know if, if he's going to be able to hold up health-wise all season. Uh, and that's Adam Thielen. Currently, wide receiver 10 in PPR. Uh, you know, we've seen it in the last couple of years. He just can't stay healthy. He's getting that much usage. I think they brought him there just to sort of be the elder statesman of the younger guys. And he turns out he's the star now. And that's just not going to work for long, long term, I don't believe. Uh, so feeling if you have him, if you can sell him for that kind of value, I would be moving him uh, immediately because I don't think he holds up too much longer. All right, let's flip it now. Bounce back. Guys that have struggled that you think can uh, bounce back and end up uh, pretty decent on the season. Marcus, what you got? So it's actually just the reverse of my biggest bust, and I kind of touched on this too, is Jamar Chase. I, uh, there's no way the Bengals can be this bad for a full season. I just refuse to believe it. We've seen them be too good for the last two years. So Chase, wide receiver 21 right now. 
um, he's probably going to finish inside the top 10, especially with T. Higgins now going to be out for a few weeks uh, with that rib injury. So Jamar Chase, yeah, turn it around. That's a good call. You know what's crazy about them right now? Burrows and hit 20 times, tied for second in the league for QB hits. And his average time in the pocket is only 2.1 seconds, which is like one of the lowest for any starter. That no time thing just takes away everything on the deep get ball. Yeah. They can't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. yeah you need right. new ways to get involved. Like his A dot's ungodly low right now. That's because he doesn't have the opportunity to throw deep. Yep. And that was his game. Do you know why they got rid of Lyle Collins? What was that? Because he he was a good starter for them last year, and then they cut him like three weeks ago. Well, they, they thought Orlando Brown was the answer, and he's a he's a he's a right he's a right tackle masquerading as left tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's a big reason why. I think he'll. I agree. He'll, I think Chase bounces back. Yeah, but I actually had him. I'm still worried, man. That's that line and the way he's getting hit. I don't know if he can fully get healthy if he doesn't sit. Yeah. I I have no idea medical thing, but like that just feels like you're not gonna get healthy if you're getting beat on every week. Yeah, and he plays in a bad division too. For that, I mean, that's a division that's gonna beat on you. So unfortunately, yeah, love to see it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan, what you got for your bounce back? I'm going with my boy, Damian Pierce. We saw a very very slow start, which we thought with playing Baltimore and Indy with two huge fronts the first two weeks, where he finishes RB 41 and 42. And then Jacksonville, he came back alive a little bit, finishing RB14 last week against Pittsburgh, another good game, finishing RB17, getting more and more carries. And he's being involved in the passing game, which we didn't expect. I think he has a chance to finish low end RB2, RB1 range, high end RB2, because we got nice, easy schedule coming up here. And it's going to turn around. Like, it was just a terrible start for him. Plus, his team's getting better. Houston looks like a good football team. He's going to get red zone opportunities. Yeah, I like it. Uh, he's he's one of the guys I had on my list as well. So y'all took really the two guys I had. I had Jamar Chase, Damian Pierce. So I'll pivot and I'll take the low hanging fruit here. And I go with Brees Hall. I know we all expected him to sort of be, you know, a second and a half of the season guy anyway because of the injury. Uh, they've taken the pr- training wheels off. They said, you know, in, in a tweet today that he's no longer getting a limited workload. Uh, he's looked good at times. You know, week one, he had that 83-yard run that he probably could have scored on had he been fully healthy. Uh, I think, you know, Zach Wilson showed that he can be a, you know, not a good quarterback. He can be competent enough against a, you know, against a tough chance against the defense. If he can continue to play like that, Brees, Brees Hall gets more opportunities. Uh, Dalvin Cook has not looked good. He's at, I think he's at 2.5 yards per carry right now. So it'll be Brees Hall's backfield. And I think he's gonna have a huge, you know, last three quarters of the season. He's gonna be a big, a big buy right now if you can go get him cheap. All right, let's do. We got two more here. Let's do waiver wire guys. Now, it obviously depends on how deep of a league it is, but uh, some of the guys I had on my list, you guys have already talked about. But you got any waiver wire guys, Marcus? You want to talk about? Yeah. So this is one that uh, it's very near and dear to Ryan's heart, and uh, I had Kyron Williams. He. Um, in a 12-man redraft, I think after week one, where he had all those touches and he scored twice, I think it said nine people bid on him on the waivers. And I, I saw a bunch of tweets, too, about the uh, free agent bidding. Like People were throwing insane amounts of money mm-hmm. to get him after week one. So he was the first person that came to my mind. And while I kind of agree with Ryan, even though I'm a Notre Dame fan, I don't think he's all that great of an NFL running back, but when you get the ball thrown to you that much and when you're really the only person 
um, getting goal line touches and all the the running back routes, yep. like you're going to have fantasy value. Yep. So, agreed. I like that one. Brian, what you got for your waiver wire guy? I'm going with the other guy in the Rams, Tutu <laughs> Atwell. Oh, we haven't seen mm-hmm. we haven't seen under eight targets in a game out of him. He's been involved in that offense. Last week was a little bit rough, but we've seen him be a pretty big part. And I think he brings something different where he still has value once Cooper Cup comes back because he is kind of he is a deep threat for that. I'm sure you're gonna say Puka Nakua there, but yeah, I agree. I think the two. Because I said the other guy. Yeah, well, give me the other guy other than Kyron Williams because he just talked about Kyron Williams. Yeah, so. that's true. I got the other receiver. <laughs> that that, that yeah. whole offense is a bunch of waiver wire guys, pretty much. That offense <laughs> is waiver wire. Yeah, <laughs> even you can even say Matt Stafford because everybody kind of forgot about him. Thought yep. he was on a stay. Agreed. Um, so I had three guys written down thinking that we would talk about all three of them, but we did talk about all three. Puka Nakua, we mentioned. Uh, Kyron Williams was on my list. And Nico Collins, we also mentioned earlier in the show as well. All three guys, I think that if you got him off waivers, you were extremely happy. I think Nico Collins of the three has the most staying power. I think what he's doing is legit, and I think he's going to be a legit alpha receiver going forward. Um, so I'll go with Nico Collins here. It's my waiver wire guy that you know could, could definitely pan off uh, the rest of the season. Let's wrap it up with the MVP right now, Marcus. And you can take this a couple different ways because sometimes MVP ends up being a guy that you got late, like a Nico Collins that ends up being your MVP. But other guys, you know, that you got, you drafted high and ended up paying off for you. So what do you got for your MVP? Uh, for my MVP, it's a guy you touched on already. I got Keenan Allen. That man is just dominating through the first four weeks. He's always been a really good player. I've always been a big fan of his. He's had some injury concerns. Obviously, he missed most of last year. So it's glad to see him healthy, and uh, I'm glad that he's showing that he's a really good player because I know he gets hated on sometimes for no reason because all he does is go in and get you seven catches for 80 yards every week. Every so, game. Every, every time. He's automatic. So, yep. yeah, I think he's my MVP up to this point. He's what wide receiver one and drafted at wide receiver 19, you said? Yep. So yep, that's a good call. And he, like I said, he's my copy paste in DFS because he's always in that 7K range. I think this week he might actually be over the 7K range for the first time in like three years. Uh, but that's because he's doing big things right now. You can't, you can't, you can't really overlook what he's doing. Ryan, what you got for your MVP? Oh, I, I was, I was gonna just go super basic, <laughs> and I was gonna say Christian Daffrey just because he just scores so many points, and you just. He's scoring almost 10 points more than the next player at any position. But Jamie said Brian Robinson MVP. Let's go. There we go. My boy. (laughs) And 12th round draft pick baller. Yep. I love it. And I I did have Christian McCaffrey as my MVP. Obviously, I'm wearing the Niners hat tonight. Uh, if y'all looked at the thumbnail on on YouTube, it's Christian McCaffrey on the on the thumbnail. He has been an absolute mm-hmm. monster. They keep saying they're going to reduce his touches, and they keep giving him more touches. I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, four touchdowns this past game. I wanted him to get five so bad because uh, it would have tied the record. I think Jerry Rice and Ricky Waters both have top five touchdowns for that, and they was for some reason kept going away from him. But uh, yeah, four touchdowns last week was amazing, and he's just been unstoppable. So Christian McCaffrey is my first quarter MVP. You mean Brian? Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right. We got a little bit of time for a couple questions here. Um, let me see if I can get a decent one. Uh, let's do this one here. We talked about him a little bit already. Uh, this is from uh, Shroot Farms on the Discord, Marcus. And he wants to know, from a dynasty perspective, for the rest of the year, 
Do you like DK Metcalf or T Higgins? T Higgins has obviously struggled a little bit this year, but will he bounce no, he back? Said not, he said not for the year. Not oh. competing for the year. Oh, he says not competing this year. You're right, not competing. So of those two guys, if you're not competing, I guess, which ones do you like? That doesn't make sense to me, but okay. I guess if you're not competing, take the one that's not playing well. So, like, for... For just this season, this is for so dynasty, I guess. I guess no, he's... he never. He didn't say for. He said no. The question is, who do you like more from a dynasty perspective? Not competing this year. Jeff made that for this season part of. He's just asking okay. Him. So just dynasty in general. Just dynasty. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll probably say Metcalf just because I don't think Higgins is going to get extended, and while he might go get wide receiver one money and be wide receiver one somewhere else, you know the grass isn't always greener. Being wide receiver two with Jamar Chase on the other side might serve him better than being wide receiver one on the Carolina Panthers with their quarterback being flat on his back for three quarters of the game. So I just think there's a little more stability with Metcalf there. Um, so, I mean, he's the safer of the two, so I'd probably say him. I like that. And actually, you changed my mind because I was thinking T. Higgins because I thought he'd go somewhere else and be wide receiver one. But sometimes you're right. They go to those teams that aren't good. Uh, that don't have a good quarterback, that maybe he's not, you know, an alpha receiver, that it could end up hurting him, and that uncertainty is definitely there, and Metcalf is in uh, a position that's more stable. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on those two guys? Um, I'm, it's very close. I think I'm leaning No, I think I'm kind of with you guys on Metcalf. I think it's close. I, he just... We don't talk about DK Metcalf and how good he actually is. My only fear with him is his volume isn't what it should be for the receiver's talent that he is. He is. But the thing is, he still produces even with the less targets. I think T. Higgins is safe in the long run. Even when he's, if he's going to be someone's wide receiver, he's going to get heavily targeted. Mm-hmm. But that team knows how to use Metcalf and use him efficiently. And I'm confident with the safety on that. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's do uh, let's do this one from Bear Force One. Um, he's got a start sit question. He's got five players. We got to sit two of these players. Uh, it's half PPR. No, I'm sorry, it's full PPR. Uh, we got DJ Moore at Washington, Calvin Ridley at the Bills, Devin A. Chain versus the Giants, James Cook versus Jacksonville, or Alvin Kamara versus I'm sorry at New England. So Moore, Ridley, A-Chain, James Cook, and Kamara. We got to bench two of these guys. Ryan, who you got? Um, so for sure, I'm starting Cook, A-Chain. And honestly, probably Ridley. I think I'm going to bench Kamara and DJ Moore. The Patriots still have a pretty good run defense, even though they're not great. And we're still seeing Kamara slowly get involved. And Washington's played pretty good defense. Buffalo just lost Trey White, and they're probably going to have to throw the ball a ton to keep up with them. So that's where my head is with that. Okay. And I just love the matchups for Cook and uh, AJ. All right. What about you, Marcus? Um, this is tough. I'm definitely playing A-Chain and Cook. I'm going to sit DJ Moore just because of the roller coaster of the Bears offense. He did just have a really good week, but you're either looking at five points or 25 points. Yeah. And if you play him and he gets five, you know, that you're not going to be very happy. Now, the last two's work, it's tough because I know Christian Kirk pretty much dominated the target share last week for Jacksonville. 
Um, but Kamara just had 13 catches. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, that is true. That's insane. Like, yeah. if we're in a PPR league too, I don't know that I'm going to sit him after a performance like that. Yeah, you know what? I kind of agree with that. I so think I'll probably sit I'm Ridley, I guess. Sit Ridley and more. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly where I was going to yeah. go to. And I was going to make the same point because I even made this point on our DFS show last week because at that point, uh, we weren't sure if who the, who the quarterback was going to be. And I was like, if it's Jameis Winston, yeah. don't play Kamara because Winston does not check down to running backs. He and of course, stares it out. Yeah. yeah. 13 catches for just 33 yards. <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> insane. Yeah. yeah. It's such a terrible stat line. Yeah. But if you are a PPR hater, you know, one of those guys that are like, oh, you know, catching the ball shouldn't be worth that's the full your point. Argument. That's your argument right there, 100%. Because that was a monster PPR game, but was not a monster NFL game by any means. Um, but yeah, H.A. and Cooks, Kamara is where I'd go there as well. All right, let's get to our forgotten fancy player. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Marcus, you've got the floor. All right, here we go. You, got, you want the position too, correct? You give it to however, however, however you want to give it to However you want to do it. Yep. Okay. All right, I'll start off. I won't say the position. If you guys are stumped, I'll give you that. So... Uh, started his career with the Atlanta Falcons and then finished with the Titans and the Patriots. He played from 2001 to 2010. He made four Pro Bowls and he topped 700 receiving yards and five, touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns in three straight seasons from 2004 to 2006. Delaney Walker. No. He's a Falcons. Sorry, we started the, for the Falcons. Started with the Falcons, yes. yeah. I don't know why I thought Titans. Um, shit. Um, All right. The so position was correct, though. I'll tell is. you that. Algie Crumpler. Yes. You got it. Good that's job, my, Jack. That's my guy, Algie. <laughs> I was used to him in Madden 2005 with Mike Vick on the Falcons. They're an algae crumpler, and they had work done too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I you know, honestly, I wouldn't have even got at it with the Titans and Patriots. I thought he was a, a Falcon for life. So this, the fact so you said I. position, yeah. when you said position, I was like, oh, he's a tight end. That's the position that I always think of when I think of Falcons tight end is algae crumpler. Love it. Big algae. That's my guy. Good pull. <laughs> I love that one. Awesome job. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up. We'll go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle and uh, plug anything that you want to plug. We'll go to you first, Marcus. Yeah, uh, Twitter's at MD Gailey. Um, again, I mentioned working on for the Undroppables DFS Uncensored podcast. I've also put out two injury articles. I usually do probably one every two or three weeks just to update as the season goes. And uh, it's been great coming on again. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Ryan, what you got going on? Uh, Twitter, Foss534. Find me here Wednesday night. Find me over at that Rookie Big Board on the Dynasty Big Board podcast Wednesday mornings. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, Marcus, thanks again for coming on. And uh, now that I know that you are, you're a DFS guy too, we'll get you on the DFS podcast at some point this year as well. Love to have you on Sweet. that show. Yeah, uh, sounds good. So uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 Make sure you check out the Discord. Uh, it is free to join. We've got all kinds of uh, stuff going on in the Discord. Uh, you can find it in my Twitter uh, profile or my X profile. Uh, I still can't get used to saying that. I don't know if I ever will. It'll always be Twitter don't, to me. Don't, just, don't, just don't do it. Just don't yeah. try to fix it. Just call it Twitter. There you go. Uh, you can also find it at goingfor2.com, uh, bottom right-hand corner. Uh, make sure you check out all the great shows that we have on the Go For Two Live Network. Tomorrow we got the Dynasty Gambit pregame show. Uh, Fridays we have my show, the DFS show. We have Saturdays we got the 
the Dynasty Saturday Night Five. We got a bunch of shows on the, on the network, guys. So if you don't uh, check them out, uh, please do so. All right, for Marcus, for Ryan, I'm Jeff. We will see you all next week.